You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Fantasy Basketball Weekly. While you guys may be watching the stars of tomorrow and March Madness, myself, Michael Florio, my man Frank Stample, we're here to ensure that you keep your eye on the prize, you keep your push in your roto basketball leagues, and a lot of you, if you play head-to-head leagues, you're in the playoffs, so some thrilling times both in college and in the NBA. It's a good time to be a basketball fan. Yeah, it really is. Uh, we're, we're seeing the NBA season come to a close here. Uh, it's rounding out. Things are getting very interesting, like we've spoke about over the past few weeks. The Warriors have kind of been up and down. The Cavs have also been up and down. They're, they're dealing with some injuries, but finally get Kevin Love back. We'll, we'll speak about that a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, the NBA is certainly a fun time right now. Basketball overall, in general, uh, there's a lot going on in the college game as well. So we're going to talk about you know all these players in different roles. We've seen some injuries, like Kevin Love, like Dwayne Wade, uh, who... You know the big winners and or losers, depending on if their guys are you know coming back or or getting hurt. So we'll talk about that. Of course, we're going to break down the waiver wire article. If you want to read about some of these guys, we're going to talk about on waivers. You could head over to RotoExperts.com, where my man Frank writes. They every week, every Wednesday or Thursday, it comes out, I believe, right? Thursday morning, afternoon ish. Okay, so every Thursday, the waiver wire article comes out from the NBA. But we're going to talk about a lot of those guys that Frank writes about. So it kind of it comes to life. We bring it to life. We uh we put a face, I guess, on the article. My face. <laughs> Just smiling. Or your Robert De Niro face. No, no, no. That was a Monday <laughs> night only. But we're going to start with something that my man Frank is very passionate about. So, so Frank, explain to these people your the bone you have to pick with head-to-head basketball. Yes. If you were listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update, the previous show that we were just on, I kind of teased that. I wanted to bring up a rule change for head-to-head fantasy basketball because the way that the NBA is going now, uh, I just feel like head-to-head is not the type of format that you should be playing in fantasy basketball anymore. In fact, maybe we should abolish all seasonal fantasy basketball uh, while we're at it. Nowadays in the NBA, there are so many players that are resting, out injured. It happens every single year. We talk about it. You need to end your fantasy basketball, your seasonal league, earlier on because down the stretch, there are so many teams that are resting their stars. We see it now with uh, Eric Bledsoe. Dwayne Wade is done for the season. So we're seeing this. This happens every single year. Last year, DeMarcus Cousins was shut down down the stretch as well. So you have to end your fantasy basketball seasonal league early, already as it is. But now we have rest days. I mean, players are resting more than they have ever done so in the past at, at a rapid rate. Uh, I mean, the other day, I, I'm in a, a head-to-head categories league. I'm in the first round of my playoffs, and I'm in a very, very close matchup. And what happens? They, the Clippers d- decide to rest DeAndre Jordan. Now, what does that mean for me? I'm in a close game. I'm trying to make it to the finals of my fantasy basketball league. Does Doc Rivers care about my fantasy basketball league? No, he doesn't. And it pisses me off. And that's why we should abolish, either abolish head-to-head fantasy basketball, or we need to come up with a solution. Now, the solution that I'm proposing here is that we need to have a rest day slot or an injured slot that you can put a player on that day 
and you can also pick up a player to replace his production. Obviously, you're not going to get the same production that you would out of a DeAndre Jordan or you know the Warriors resting all their guys. Or even last night, we saw Isaiah Thomas get rested by the Boston Celtics. You're not going to get the same production, but you just cannot take a zero. In a league, a head-to-head categories league or a head-to-head points league where volume counts for so much, you cannot take a zero. You cannot afford to take a zero. And the way that the NBA is trending right now, that continues to happen. That continues to be a thing. I am going to lose my fantasy basketball playoffs right now. So maybe I'm just salty, Mike. You could tell me that I'm salty, I'm pissed off that I'm going to lose, but I think I have a right to be pissed off. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's not just me. It's happened to everybody this year. It's happened to you. It's happened to every single fantasy basketball owner who plays in a head-to-head categories league or a head-to-head points league. You cannot afford to take a zero. You put, you put players in your lineup that have more games because you need volume. You need guys that are going to play and rack up more stats. Yeah, they might, they might drag down your field goal percentage or your shooting percentage a little bit more, but this is a game that's based on you know constantly adding points, adding three-pointers, adding steals, blocks, all of these categories, and we're not getting that if players are resting. So this is my proposal. You have a slot on your team a rest day slot or an injured day slot. A guy who gets banged up and he's going to sit out one game or or two games at the least. Or a rest day slot where, you know, earlier in the day they say, all right, we are resting this player. This is what I propose. You put this player on that slot, on your rest day slot or your IR slot, and you're able to pick up a player and use him that same exact day. You cannot afford to take a zero in the fantasy playoffs. And I am going to lose because this keeps happening, Mike. Frank, I swear, if we come up next week and you won, I'm going to be a little sad. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're rooting for me to lose. Because I still think it's a good argument, though. So I completely, I get your argument. I agree with it. Last year in the league, I ended up actually winning a championship. I had Anthony Davis shut down, and then what seemed like every other day, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were resting. It was annoying. The only reason I got by one round was because the other team had like Cousins and a couple of their players resting. So that person would come on with me right now oh. and would be pissed off at you and be pissed off at the NBA well, I had the and same, the way that fantasy basketball I is. I had the same thing going on as well, though. But to, I, I completely understand your argument. But to play devil's advocate, if you abolish head-to-head formats, I think you're going to abolish a lot of the season-long players because... I mean, it's already down already as it is. Who cares? I mean, really, who cares about... Who cares? We always hear... Like, fantasy basketball... I mean, I love it. I love fantasy basketball. But for... For whatever reason, it's just not as popular, and I think this is part of it. I think the way that the NBA is going, the fact that players get rested so much, you have to worry about finishing your fantasy basketball season earlier every single year. People are pissed off about it, and that's probably what's driving people away. We need to change the way that head-to-head fantasy basketball is played. The thing about Roto Leagues, though, is people become... Less disinterested, I feel like, because it's a it's a long season. You know, you set your lineup, and if it's a weekly league, you set your lineup on Monday. What what do you have to check? You know, you're not checking. Oh, am I beating this guy? Can I talk trash to my friend? You know, oh, what do I need to catch up to this? Like, you're just looking at an overall uh, standings. Oh, hey, I got a good game today. I moved up two points and rebounds. And, and so, does that mean that we just don't play fantasy baseball though? Like, it's no, very similar. It and is. oftentimes, the best team in Roto is going to win. See, I knew people were going to bring that up. I think it is the best team in that format. Your your balance team. It doesn't necessarily mean you were the best team. And people always say, "Oh, the best team wins in Roto." It also could be the team that had the least amount of injuries or something along those lines. And the other argument, I, like I like Roto leagues. Like I play in Roto baseball leagues. I don't really play in basketball Roto, but 
I I think that if you are in, you know, come the middle of the year and six teams make the playoffs in your head-to-head league, you know, the teams that's in sixth, seventh, eighth, even like ninth, you know, they're looking at it, oh, I'm two games back, or if it's a category league, like, oh, I need to have a big week, I need this guy to lose a couple of categories so that I could catch up to him. You know, people are in the race. They're, everyone is more involved. In a Roto League, you fall down to eighth come midseason, you're probably throwing in the towel and starting to already look at baseball. So I feel like there's pros and cons to both sides of things. Good, get better at fantasy and, baseball then. And it also, I mean, yeah, you say in head-to-head it sucks, you can't take that zero. What if you were in a Roto League, you know, you... You were holding rebounds by 10 rebounds, and then DeAndre Jordan gets rested twice, and you get surpassed in the rebound category, and all of a sudden you fall to second place. Hey, we could use, we could use this, uh, this rest day slot, this idea for Roto, too, if we need to. So I think like there's pros and cons to both. And for your rest day spot, I, I have questions about it. Because, you know, you want to make this a thing, I'm down, but it, it can't just be an idea that we throw out. Like, we got to, you know, there has to be rules to it. So, all right, bring, so, hit me. First of all, so say you know your Kevin Durant is, or I, I don't know, LeBron James is resting yes. today. Do you have to pick up a small forward, or can you pick up any guy and throw him at your utility? Well, it depends where you have LeBron playing that day. If it's a small slate and you you know have LeBron in your utility, or it could be anybody. It could be anything. So any position, could... anywhere that you have LeBron playing. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a ten game slate, and you. Only you have LeBron in your small forward slot, and you don't have any other spots open at all. Then obviously, on a on a slate like that, you're gonna have to pick up a small forward so you can slot up into that exact spot. I kind of think it should be the guy, like the position that that guy plays. That's fine. I mean, look, Mike. The whole point of it is that you just can't take a zero. You cannot afford would to this, take a zero in the fantasy be, playoffs. Would this be used all season long or only in the playoffs? All season long. And it really it benefits the fantasy player, the die-hard fantasy basketball player. Because most people are not going to do this. I guarantee you that there are, fantasy, there are people who play in daily lineup changes leagues that do not set their lineups already. So this really favors the hardcore player. Because you're paying attention. You know, maybe you're a DFS guy too. You're paying attention. Okay, who's out tonight? LeBron's out tonight. I can put him on my rest slot. Pick up a player that I can use that same exact day so I just do not take a zero. It really does favor the person who pays attention constantly, and I'm one of those guys. Yeah, but what if like there's a day, you know, you're busy at work or something and you don't get you don't realize your guy's sitting out, then you know that that hurts you. I mean it's gonna go both ways throughout the season. Cause I, I guarantee that there are gonna be times where, you know, you can't get a guy to pick up, and there are gonna be times where your opponent is also gonna be busy. It, I guarantee, even if we make this, it won't be utilized as much as it should be. But I just feel, especially at How a many, time like now... What do you do in weekly lineup leagues? Abolished. Gone. I, I, I mean, look, if you're playing in a weekly lineup league, then you know what it comes with the territory. Like, you know that. That's what it is. If you play in a weekly lineup league, then you know if your guy gets hurt, then you're screwed for the week. You chose to play in that format. Is, in your league, is it weekly lineup or daily? Daily. Can't you already make the argument that it's a daily lineup league? You knew that DeAndre Jordan was going to get rested. You could have threw someone else in there. Here's the thing. In this league, Fab only runs twice a week. So I couldn't even pick someone up. So what about I couldn't in, pick what, him up what that about, day. How would it, so what about in Fab leagues? Like, I, I feel like this is where it gets kind of murky. because. So after you pick up that rest guy, does he automatically become a free agent again after that? Or can you keep him and drop someone else if he has a big game? That's a good point. What do you what do you think it should be? I I think it gets too murky because then you know you you could say like you picked up Tyler Eulis a couple weeks ago and and to be one of your rest day guys. Say he was on the and then he had a good game and all of a sudden you're like you know what I'm gonna keep him. I'll throw back you know the last guy on my bench. 
Well, then you just got this guy who's going to go for a lot of fab for free. I think that becomes too murky there. That's a good point. So that, that will be the caveat to it as well. If you The guy that you pick up for your rest day or injured day, he has to be dropped after the game. How many times could you use this spot daily? Like if you have two guys resting, do you get two rest spots? Yeah, yeah no, you could use it as much as you want. It's, it really favors the guy who's paying attention. But here's also where it becomes an issue. What if you have a guy... Because then, like, how do you monitor that? You know, like, the commissioner is going to have to enforce all of this and... No, not if Yahoo just sets it up that way or ESPN. Like, they can set the rule this way. What if... But what if you have a guy who... And and the player, the player... Okay, the player that you pick up for that rest day, I said... I just said he has to get dropped after the game. Now, that's a guy who goes on waivers that you actually have to use your fab. No, I, I get that. What if, though, you have a guy who's a game time decision? Or what if you have a guy who gets injured? Like, can you use the rest guy then? Well, obviously you can't do anything after the game starts. But, you know, even even on game time decisions, I know that there are guys that literally go right up to game time. But most times, at least, you know, 30, maybe 15 minutes before, we'll know whether a guy is playing or not. No, 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 okay, what if you have, though, a guy who is playing, like, a limited minutes? Or, or you know, maybe it's a late game, West Coast game, and... Like, I feel like the rules would have to be enforced. Like, it has to be a guy who is declared getting a rest day. There'd have to be, like, an R next to his name, and then you could use it. I'd be it. fine with it, because that's that's really what I'm talking about, is the fact that this week, DeAndre Jordan is traveling on a back-to-back to Denver. You know, he played at home the night before against Milwaukee, and I, I feel like even before the game was over, this report came out that DeAndre Jordan would not be playing tomorrow. Like, how do you... Why do you determine that already? Like, DeAndre Jordan is a freak athlete. Why can he not play well, two games in a row? Why we, not? It's like last week, I believe it was last week, when the Warriors benched everyone. We knew for days in advance that they were all not playing that day. That's a perfect example of where this comes into play. You know, maybe if you're able to, you know, pick up guys that day, or it, it really it, it hurts more in a fab league like this because I just I literally can't pick anybody up. Fab only runs twice a week. So, I mean, at least in that example that you, you just brought up, if we know days in advance that the Warriors are going to rest their guys, you can literally plan. You can plan that. Like, you could pick up a guy to play Saturday. A problem there would be is that you can't, you don't have a slot to put a player on in order to pick somebody up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, say you're in a 10-team league where everybody on your team is valuable. Now you have to go out of your way to drop a valuable player to pick somebody up just to play them because your Warriors are resting. There's it's just not of, fair. There's a lot of... A- NBA fans in general complaining about what you're talking about. Like last week, if you bought tickets, like uh, say a month in advance for that Spurs Warriors game, yeah, you got ripped <laughs> because the top five players in that game were were not playing. Oh, you, you're telling me you didn't want to watch Ian Clark against uh, Patty no, Mills? No, but so there was a lot of people like, oh, the NBA has to step in and enforce something that you can't just rest all your players. Yada yada yada. It will never happen, and I'll tell you why. Because even if they said. Uh, you have to, you know, you can't rest your guys, and if they're, say they even say you have to start your normal starters, right? So, because Steph Curry could have been on, you know, at the game, and they just say, all right, he's going to go, like, he's active, we're just not going to play him. But even if you had to start them, they go out there, you know, you call a timeout a minute into the game, all right, you guys are on the bench the rest of the day. Like that would be such a bad look for the, the NBA. The NBA though, if they cannot enforce. That would look even worse than them just resting players. But the thing is, 
That's what. If you force them, oh, your guys, as long as they're healthy, they have to go out there. They have. <laughs> that would to play. be so childlike to do that, though. But it, that's what would happen because the teams view the regular season as being too long. The playoffs take two months. You know, it's longer than ever, longer than really any other sports playoffs. They need their guys at full strength in May and June. So that's what they're going to do, in my opinion, at least. And that would be even worse for fantasy because at least now, like you said, you it get, would be. It would be. You I get agree a with notification. You. Oh, this guy's resting. If you have a daily lineup league or something, you could make the swap. But. If these guys, if you have no idea when the day that they're gonna, you know, get they would get taken out is, it, it would just be, it would be a real big headache. It is an issue in the NBA and in fantasy. I like your creative way of uh, trying to fix it. Who should I email about this? Like the head of ESPN Fantasy or Yahoo Fantasy or something? Make a push for it on Twitter, man. Just start tweeting out to those te- to their fantasy sites and get your followers, to, you know, retweeted and call for all, it. All ten of my let's, followers. Let's make a push. All right, Let's yeah. make fantasy basketball great again. Yeah, yeah, that could be your hashtag. If you're listening, go to at Roto underscore Frank on Twitter. First of all, give my man a follow if you already don't. Second of all... So I can have more than 10 followers. He has more than 10 followers. <laughs> Second of all, get, let us know if you're behind this idea. Tweet at us at FNTSY uh, Radio. Let us know if you're behind this idea. Actually, you know what? I want to put up a poll. See if people are in favor of this or not. So we're I gonna, agree. We'll do that. We'll take a break. We'll do that during the break and everything. We come back. Maybe we'll keep talking a little bit about this, but we're going to start to also move into you know the re- some injuries and, and some uh, like returning of Kevin Love and all that. So stay tuned for more for Fantasy Basketball Weekly. Hey, welcome back to Fantasy Basketball Weekly. Pete Considori bringing us back. Pete, are you there? Do you want to say anything? What's up, Frank? Oh, no, I just thought I'd sing to you. Oh. Because you're my guy. Thanks. <laughs> it was good. I have to say, that was that was very talented uh, work. I think we need to get Mike involved a little more. I gotta Mike's singing. just a spectator. Yeah, I, I, I like to... You I, just kind of sit and watch? Last <laughs> week, you know, you two were singing to each other. You had a nice little duet. Yeah, we had a nice little vibe going I liked Pete. it. I wanted to see if it would happen again. <laughs> There's still more show to go. I may surprise you guys. We could just spend the whole time singing to each other. I'm cool with it, Pete. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners would be, but... <laughs> that is Pete Contador. You can hear him every Sunday on the Producers Show with Chris Bavona from 1 to 3 p.m. But, Mikey, we're back on the Fantasy Basketball the Weekly. The poll is now up on my Twitter, at Michael F. Florio. It's going to be retweeted on all our accounts. Frank will retweet it. Frank is tagged in it. So there you go. I'm going to look at it now. Are you in favor of a rest day slot allowing you to add a player for one day to fill out your lineup? I will be the first voter on this, and I vote yes. I wish I could have explained And there are already more. two no's. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I could uh, explain it a little bit more, but, you know, 140 characters. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, especially, you know, I wanted to get the hashtag fantasy basketball. I wanted to tag you in it. Oh, I quoted it with a hashtag, make fantasy basketball great again. I like it. I like it a lot. Who would be the Donald Trump in this? I hope it's not me. Oh, it's definitely you. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's you. You know, that you, that you should just, you kind of own it. This got to be your thing. You know, you want to make fantasy basketball great again. You want to have a rest day slot. Fantasy basketball is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. The rest day slot. I'm not going to show you my tax returns on my fantasy basketball winnings, <laughs> but it's going to be huge. There you go. <laughs> Frank, a.k.a. the Donald Trump of fantasy basketball. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess I got to grow my hair out again. 
Yeah, and comb it over a little bit. Make it golden yellow. Yeah, get a spray tan. All right, enough of this, please. <laughs> Let's so, get into some of the storylines, Mike. Yeah, so we saw, I think the biggest one has to be the return of Kevin Love. Yes, uh, he came back. First game, uh, came back kind of early. First game against the Utah Jazz the other night. Uh, I believe he, he approached a double-double. He wasn't spectacular. He's going to be on a minutes, uh, um, I, was, I meant to say minutes limit, but I kind of combined minutes and innings. That's what will happen when you talk he's about on, baseball all the he's time. He's on a well. limit. Yeah, uh, he had ten points and nine rebounds with no other stats in twenty minutes of play on five of nine shooting, zero for three from three point land. Uh, but to be honest, Mike, you brought this up to me the other day when we were just hanging out in the, in the studio. Derek Williams just did not play in that game at all. So nope. it looks like the end of the line for Derek Williams if you owned him in 14 or 16 team leagues. Uh, this is obviously going to hurt Channing Fry's value as well. Uh, Fry had three points, five rebounds, two assists. He's kind of been on the downturn for a while now, though. He's been inconsistent. He had a few big games once Kevin Love went out, uh, but really 18, he hasn't been great. He played 18 minutes, but you got to imagine as Kevin Love's minutes start to increase a little bit, Fry's will probably come down. He's not going to be asked to score the ball. You know, he's going to be a role player, asked to do the nitty-gritty. I mean, five rebounds, two assists, one steal, not going to really help you out at all. But it's nice to see he's still contributing a little bit, maybe if you're in like a real, real deep league. But, yeah, I think it's safe to say, you know, Williams is done, Fry's kind of done. The only thing is, I still expect Kevin Love to get rested, uh, you know, there. And that's exactly it. That's exactly what we're talking about. He's going to be on a minutes limit probably for the rest of the season. They kind of just want to work him back into the rotation, uh, get him on the same page with LeBron and Kyrie Irving leading up to the actual NBA playoffs. And I'm sure we'll see him out a few games. We'll see those guys out a few more games as well. Uh, if you have Kevin Love going into next week in the fantasy playoffs, I think you got to start him. I mean, maybe if you're in a 10-team league where the free agency is stacked, uh, you want to take a shot on somebody else, one of these uh, Portland Blazers who have five games. But in most instances, if you have Kevin Love, you probably have to start him in your fantasy playoffs. I'd imagine so. I mean, there's a good chance if you had him, though, you were getting by with, like, say, a Channing Fry. Because who else is really... I mean... There are, you know, if you read Frank's waiver wire article, there are options, but it's hard to see yourself resting Kevin Love, especially if, you know, that 20 minute becomes then 25 and then, you know, slowly becomes like 28 to 30. So, yeah, I think if you got him, you got to use him. Dwayne Wade, Mike. He is done. We saw, real quick, we we saw another Cav get a little banged up, Kyrie Irving. Now, now I know they say he's going to be okay. He expects to play this weekend. They have back to back games. This is going to piss you off, Frank. I'm thinking we're going to start seeing some rest days for Kyrie Irving. I don't have Kyrie Irving in any leagues either. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Uh, This is a guy who he got you to the fantasy playoffs now. And I believe that he has battled knee injuries in the past as well. So, Duke. Uh, that's certainly something that they're going to pay very close attention to. But similar to Kevin Love, wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, has a few games where he rests here and there. Maybe he's limited to 25 minutes uh, in games. You know, if they play against the Brooklyn Nets for any games for the rest of the year, or you know, the Phoenix Suns. You know, some of these teams that are kind of just in tank mode. So, say you had a rest spot and Kyrie even got rested. Would would Duran be your uh, the guy that gets is the biggest benefactor? I mean, on that team, yeah. Uh, depends, obviously, like uh, yeah, how deep yeah, your league yeah. is. If there's a better point guard available, obviously you'd pick that guy I up. I don't want to get into that. Because, but yeah, no. Yeah. If you're if you're if you were in this spot and we had this supposed 
uh, rest day spot. You put Kyrie Irving there, and you pick up Deron Williams for one one game. I mean, Deron Williams' role is pretty safe right now. He's playing 25 minutes, even as a backup, 20 to 25 minutes. Now, if he's starting on this team, we, we see 25 to 30 minutes. Obviously, not going to get a ton of usage with LeBron there, but he's still a guy who can score in the double digits. He can knock down a few threes, especially on that team where so much of the defensive attention is going to LeBron James. Uh, Frank, that, quick, that is something that quick you update. Would... You know, thirty votes in, fifty-seven percent yes. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be yes. I'm telling you that right now. You know what you should do when this poll runs out? I put twenty-four hours on it. If it wins, I'm gonna screenshot it and send it to ESPN Fantasy I was and Yahoo say, Fantasy. Send it to your league too. Be like, hey guys. <laughs> let's 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 start it up right here with us. Make fantasy basketball so, great again. <laughs> but as you were saying, Dwayne Wade done for the year. Oh, surprise, surprise! I mean, he fractured his right elbow. That's a scary injury, especially for a guy uh, you know this late into his career, mid to late thirties already. Thirty-five. And you know, you wrote on the the rundown that what's the long term outlook for Dwayne Wade? He is most certainly taking his player option next year that's going to pay him $23 million. You think so? Absolutely. He's not going to get paid more than that. No, I He doesn't don't... need to win chips anymore. Who cares? He has his championships, Mike. I don't think he's a guy about the money. Mike, for all those years where he was playing in Miami, he was the guy taking pay cuts. Meanwhile, he was drafted by that team. He was taking pay cuts. Now he wants to get paid. He's getting paid next year. I'm telling you that. He's taking that player option. I don't know. I think you could count it. He was not happy with the Bulls at all this year. He was not happy to be there. He Why did he leave Miami? For the money, Mike. Well, no. Also because... You they know, didn't want to pay him, though. Yeah, but they... He, he feels disrespected. He, he felt disrespected there. But, because they don't want to pay him. But, I mean, I could see him... if He's at a point in his career where I don't think he... I mean, he's made a lot of money. He has a lot of endorsements, everything. I could see him taking a pay cut like he did in Miami. I mean, a pay cut to him is still going to be, what, like $15 million? He'll, he'd still get paid. I mean, he is Dwayne Wade. I can see him taking a pay cut. Coming off a fractured elbow, though? Like, who's going to pay for this guy? I mean, how much? Okay, if he was a free agent, what do you think teams are offering him? I mean, a lot of it depends on how he bounces back from this injury. A fractured elbow is no joke. No, I know that, but I still think he's going to get pretty good money. Is he going to get $23 million? Anywhere? No, no. <laughs> so he's taking the player option. That's I what I think. I don't think so. I, don't, I really don't think he's a guy. Like, he's proven it. If he was all about the money in the past, he would have. He would not have taken the pay cut, like you said, in Miami. But I feel like he felt disrespected in Miami because he said, I am your franchise guy. I've won multiple championships with you guys. I took the pay cuts all those years. Now it was, he said, like, now it's your turn to give back to me. And they were just like, no, we're good. <laughs> nah, we good. But is this guy going to even be on your fantasy radar next year? I mean, like you said, 35 years old, scary injury. He already wasn't on my radar this year. I can't imagine that changing even in the slightest heading into next year. I don't care if this guy is going in the double-digit rounds. He doesn't provide three-pointers. He never has. Yeah, he can still get you a few steals, but especially with an older player like Dwayne Wade, we don't know how many games he's being rested uh, and there are a lot of mouth feed in Chicago. Fred Hoiberg has been an absolute disaster with that franchise as the head coach. So, no, I will not be in on Dwayne Wade. Uh, just to bring it back to fantasy for this season, though, Denzel Valentine finally getting a chance to play consistent minutes. The past three games, uh, he's played 28 or more minutes in each of those games, and he's scored 11 points, 11 points, 11 points. Three games in a row, the trifecta. He's giving you some rebounding, some assists. He can also provide some steals as well. He's a he's a shifty defender, not great, but you know he can get in the passing lanes and rack up some steals that way too. But he's also providing threes. So 
you know, a late yeah, season was, surge from a guy like Denzel Valentine. You're picking him up in at 12 team leagues or deeper. He's going to be a very big addition down the stretch here. They want to see what they have in him, and really they have no choice uh, because there's not a ton of depth on this team. I'm actually surprised that they continue to start a guy like Paul Zipser. I really don't understand the point. Uh, but regardless of who's starting, Denzel Valentine is seeing 28 or more minutes uh, per game. He's going to give you points, threes, and steals. you got to take a shot on him in 12-team leagues or deeper. Coming into yesterday's game, he was averaging, this is with Dwayne Wade there, nearly three in his last like five games before that, he was averaging like three threes a game, about 10 points. So he'll, he's not going to blow you away, but he's going to do a, like a little bit of everything. He's going to get the big minutes there. I agree These with guys you. help you win championships down the stretch. I agree with you, Frank. I think this is a the big winner here and a guy that I, I really would add in all formats. Mike, we have a ton more storylines to get to and some waiver wire. We will do all of that when we come back on the other, other side of the break. You're listening to the Fantasy Basketball Weekly on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, Pete Contadori. Fantasy oh, basketball hey, weekly hey, by hey, Florio, hey, Frank Stample hey, in the studio. Hey, basketball hey, talk, hey, make it great again. Hey, I love it, Pete. Good job, man. Gonna be honest, awesome. I'm feeling a little loopy. It smells like spray paint down here. I don't know what's going on. So that was a product of that. So. Nice. Cheers, awesome, guys. Cheers. Man. That, was, that was great. That was sick, man. Good job to Pete, We got man. Pete Contadori in on it now. We got the backup man. You, you heard me doing the A, A. <laughs> I'm the guy who's dancing in the background just throwing money at Pete while he's singing the song Pete's in a music like video. I imagine Pat, uh, Pat, Pete would have a, like a, like a skull cap on while rapping, like <laughs> a big-ass hoodie, just like three <laughs> sizes too big. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Good job, Pete. That, that just made my morning. I guess afternoon at this point. Afternoon. Mike, where do we leave off? No more Bulls talk. Something that's going to make you happy. The Suns have finally, finally, the Suns have shut down Eric Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe. We've been calling this for a while, Mike. Uh, So it's finally happening. Tyler Eulis, he is the man here. I doubt that he's available in any leagues, but if you play in an 18 league. He's like close to 40 minutes. That's insane. Yeah, and he's actually taking away from uh, Devin Booker, too, which is very interesting. They're really just letting Tyler Eulis go out there. Uh, the past two games that he started, we've seen 17 shot attempts and 18 shot attempts with an average of 39 and a half minutes per game in those games. Scored 19 points, 13 points, uh, and with 8 assists, 13 assists, he's going to give you steals. Not a great shooter from the outside, won't give you many threes, but I mean, at this point, if, he, if you're playing an 18 league or a 10 team league, he has to be owned. I don't think he's out there in any 12s, uh, but he's a guy who's going to approach a double-double with points and assists every night and give you one to two steals as well. Yeah, I mean, he has to be owned in all formats. I kind of wanted to interrupt you when you said if you play in an 18 league, I was going to say get a real league. <laughs> yeah. but Find some friends. <laughs> it's not Find four more friends, make a Facebook posting, a Craigslist posting, tweet at Frank, he'll join your league. Will I though? Yeah, yeah. Only if you have a, only if you have a rest spot, I'll join. Here's it. the thing, everyone. If you need someone for your league next year, <laughs> yeah, just every tweet single it, yeah, one tweet of you at me. tweet it at Roto underscore Frank. He, you have my word on it. He will play in every one of your leagues. Alrighty, moving on. Lamarcus uh, <laughs> Aldridge, Mike. Last week we spoke about this. It was reported while we were doing the show that uh, he was dealing with an irregular heartbeat, which would keep him out indefinitely. Well, how long was indefinitely? 
two games. That was about it. Uh, he returned this week playing against the Portland Trailblazers. He scored 19 points on 9 of 24 shooting uh, with 7 rebounds and 4 assists. Remember everything we said about picking up David Lee and Dwayne Dedman? Forget it. Yeah, forget about it. You, you can't use those guys anymore. Uh, but while we're on the topic of Spurs, Tony Parker has been banged up. He's dealing with a back injury. Uh, and speaking of resting players, Greg Popovich, San Antonio Spurs, they've really started the trend here. Uh, I could see Tony Parker being rested a ton down the stretch. They're not going to rest him. Uh, they're not going to rush him back. They need him for the playoffs. Obviously, a shell of his former self. Maybe they don't even need him at all. Maybe they just need Kawhi Leonard to do whatever he wants to do. Uh, but in the meantime, I think Patty Mills is a guy that should be owned. I wrote about him in the Roto Experts article. Uh, he's actually been playing pretty damn well, even with Kawhi Leonard back. We've seen a few big scoring games out of Kawhi, uh, out of Patty Mills. He had a nine assist game in there. He's giving you three pointers as well. He's playing a lot of minutes, 37 minutes in back to back games here. So if you are in a 12 team league or deeper, I think Patty Mills is the guy. Yeah, I mean, just that's a good call. And just for the Marcus Aldridge, you know, happy to have him back, happy that it was a speedy recovery and he's okay. Yeah, seriously, because that, that could have been a, a very, very troublesome injury, a, a irregular heartbeat. Who was the guy who dealt with that back in the day? What It was, it was Eddie Curry, right? Oh, Channing Frye. Wasn't yeah. Eddie Curry have something like that, too, Eddie, when he was Eddie on the Eddie Curry Knicks? was hogtied, I believe. Hogtied. Yeah. No, Channing uh, Frye had Eddie the... Curry will miss tonight's game with hogtie. Channing Can we Fry... get a hogtie spot? It's not funny. Channing Frye had... No, it's not. You should not be <laughs> laughing about this. It's not as funny this. as we're making it. But Channing Frye had the, the, oversized, the overgrown heart, I believe, and had to actually sit out a full season. I believe that was when he was with the Suns? So, because he has an overgrown heart, do you think that he has more love to give out? He cares more about the game of basketball. Cares more about the game of basketball. All right, that's yeah. what we're going to roll with. So I know I know this is going to piss you off. He said no more Bulls talk. But man, Rajon Rondo is getting it done. So Oh, man. Last... You, you, know, you know what I would do if I was Rajon Rondo? I would walk in the locker room, put my phone right up to Fred Hoiberg, and I would play the skit. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> so he didn't have a great game last night. He did play 33 minutes. But entering... Friday, so not including last night's game. I mean, you say last night's game wasn't great against the Washington Wizards. He still had 10 assists. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. So entering last night's game, averaging twenty in the last two weeks, 27.3 minutes, 10 points per game, almost two threes a game, 6.2 assists, 1.7 steals. My question to you, Mr. Waiver Wire Frank Stanfield. Mr. Waiver Wire Frank Stanfield, that is now my name. Can you and remember you could ask Frank to play in your league, he will do it. Can you trust Rajon Rondo? Can you trust the Bulls to use Rajon Rondo? Can you trust Rondo to to not, you know, implode? The answer to all of those questions is an emphatic no. So if you own but <laughs> but if you own him in by trust, I don't mean like in a real life sense like right now you're in your fantasy basketball playoffs. You held on to Rondo throughout all the downtime. If I'm in a 10 team league 12 team league and i'm in a weekly lineup league where lineups will lock on monday night i am starting rajon rondo you held him all year he's finally starting again he's playing 30 plus minutes and, and he's playing well maybe a bump in usage oh absolutely there yeah you go. i mean if you have rajon rondo and you're in the playoffs you are starting him now there you go bulls you guys are stupid <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now we're going on to another team who's doing a smart thing see the little transition there I think the Lakers are making a smart decision here, benching their old veterans, you know. Is it really smart, though? I mean, they opted to sign these guys. It's, Why did they sign them? Signing them 
dumb. Why? T- giving Timmy, Timothy Mozgov all that money, the first free agent to sign, dumb. But, you know, now, the coach, like, give Luke Walton credit. He says, these guys are done for the year. Luel Dang, Mozgov. Mozgov, go back to Russia if you want, wherever. Dang, he you does know, play for the Russian national team. When Dang, uh, don't don't bother showing up. We are going to be playing our young guys. I think it's smart. You know, not only do I think it helps them long term because now you're going to get to see what these younger guys have. They're going to get extra time, get a little bit more developing. They get to play with what you would view their core going forward. So you know, become more cohesive as a unit. And lastly, it probably helps their cost of tanking. Yes, and they absolutely 100% need to tank as well because if they get a draft pick outside of the top three, that draft pick goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. So they have a top three protected pick in this upcoming draft, an absolutely stacked draft, where if they end up with the second overall pick, I think LeVar's, LeVar Ball's call of saying Lonzo will only play in L.A., I think it actually comes true. I think Markel Fultz goes uh, number one overall to Boston, Lonzo Ball in L.A., that would be really interesting too. Imagine, right? Like you have Lonzo Ball playing the point guard, the ball dominant guard, and then you know, no pun there, no pun intended. Uh, but you have D'Angelo Russell, which you know maybe in his a more a role more suited for him playing off the ball as a shooting guard. Uh, we you know we've seen him; he has a great uh, outside shot. How do you think that would work out, Mike? Lonzo Ball with the, as the ball dominant point guard, uh, D'Angelo Russell starting at the two. As the off guard, you know, more of the shooting role. And then you also have Brandon Ingram at the three. You'll have uh, Julius Randle at the four. And Zubats at the five? It's that's, a inter- nice, that's an interesting lineup. It, it definitely is. I wouldn't be surprised. They still they won't sh- play any defense. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they shop D'Angelo Russell, though. Yeah, you think so already? I mean, just, we've seen it with Okafor. Just Oka because four. if they get, you know, one of these top point guards, they might be trying to shop him for a guy who fits a little bit better. But, I mean, I like it. I like going the two, I guess you would call it two Well, you know what guard. would be cool? Starting Jordan Clarkson at the two because that's probably even more of a natural fit, and he's actually a having good defender. Off the bench? Having D'Angelo Russell come off the bench, I mean, he can be your you know all usage guy off the bench, kind of similar to the role that Lou Williams had earlier in the year for this Lakers team. I think that'd be interesting. I think back to like when Ben Gordon used to come off the bench, even though he was the best player. You were you were a big Ben Gordon guy, weren't you? I feel like you were. I liked him. I liked him. But to your guy Zubac now, he's inconsistent, but he had a big game last night. You know he he. Two out of his last he three games have been defecated big. the bed two games ago, <laughs> yes, and then last night, you know, eighteen points, nine of fifteen shooting, twenty nine minutes. Do you worry about his consistency though, especially because he gets in foul trouble a lot? Yeah, I do think it's something that you have to pay attention to. But you look at that Rockets game; they lost by thirty nine points. So I think you could kind of sweep that one under the rug. What I really like here is that Magic Johnson has been vocal about Ivica Zubats, and he said, "I want this kid to play thirty plus minutes down the stretch. I want him to be the starting center. I want to see what we have in this kid." And it certainly makes sense. Hopefully, you didn't drop him after that dud against the Houston Rockets because he bounced back against the Bucks. He dropped 18 points on 9 of 15 shooting with 8 rebounds. Uh, and he also has block upside as well. You know, I, I watched Zubats play a couple of months ago when he was playing a few minutes here and there for the Lakers. This kid has a very good w- fo- footwork in, in the post. Uh, he's got a nice little mid-range game as well. You want to see the free throw percentage come up a little bit. Uh, but he's a good rim protector, good rebounder as well. So I think there's a lot to like about him. And he's still just 20 years old. So, you know, they they got to take their time developing him. But... 
while the team you know is playing for really nothing, uh, he's I think he's going to hover around thirty minutes per, per game for the rest of the season. So Zubac is one of the guys that you believe is a add in ten teams because he's probably added in anything deeper than that, as well as Tyler Eunice and Rajon Rondo, guys we've already spoke about. And the last guy you have for a ten team league add is a guy who I know you like, and a guy that. We brought up last week that the Kings are falling further and further out of contention. I want to hear you try to say his full name. I'm just going to say Scal. No, nope, you got to say the last name. Liberici. <laughs> Liberici. There you go. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> Scal <No>. Liberici. <laughs> uh, we just made him Italian. Yeah. That's, you know, playing off the, the Jogalina thing. But <laughs> we said, you know, Costa Kufis could, you know, start to fall out, lose some minutes because they're going to. Trill is obviously going to get. Will it trill? Call it time. Obviously, going to get a lot of minutes there, and maybe they want to see what they have in Seattle. I was dead wrong and on Willie Cauley Stein. He is. He just is awesome. It. I'm keeping. In one of my leagues, I'm keeping him. I do not blame you one bit. If he does not enter next season as the starting center for the Sacramento Kings, we are boycotting that franchise as well as fantasy I, I basketball. I really would. Because so, he's a double double every single night. He has immense steal and block, both defensive categories. He has immense upside in both of those, and he's not going to hurt you in the percentages either. Willie Cauley Stein has a ton of potential heading into next year. Did you know that when I wrote my uh, my fantasy basketball centers uh, sleepers at the center position article before the season started, I wrote about Willie Cauley Stein. You trying to give yourself a pat on the back? Yes, I am. There you go. <laughs> At Roto underscore Frank, if you need anyone in your leagues, he will play. <laughs> but Can we get back to what really so, matters here? So Scal on Wednesday night had a breakout game. 30 minutes, 32 points, 11 rebounds, 2 steals. We saw Trill play 33 minutes. And your starting center, Costa Kufis, only played 20 minutes. This is that thing, I, the, the trend I was saying I think we're going to start seeing is the Kings are going to start playing their young big men. And while Costa still starts, I think he's going to continue to start... I would not be surprised if his minutes get less and less and less. Why would they not start Scal and Willie Cauley Stein together? It makes no sense to me. But again, they are the Sacramento Kings. You have to take this performance with a tad bit grain of salt. They were playing against the Phoenix Suns, who are terrible defensively. But look, we saw the complete arsenal of Scal in this game. 32 points, 11 of 15 shooting. Uh, he was absolutely lights out. Uh, he's very agile for a big man. Uh, he can move very well. He kind of moves like a guard, but the height of a center. He's six foot eleven, so he's a matchup problem for a ton of teams. Uh, he's got a nice little mid range game, and we even saw him knock down a three. So the jump shot is legit. I watched a few combine videos on this kid, and look, the jump shot is a real thing with him. Uh, you just hope that he doesn't fall in love with it too much and start forcing. But I do think that he is legit. He should be owned in 10-team leagues uh, just based on this game alone. If he gets 25 to 30 minutes per game for the rest of the season, I could see him hovering around a double-double. He certainly has some defensive upside. Very slender frame. He could get uh, bullied by some bigger men in the NBA. But because he's so long, uh, he does have some steals and block upside as well. So these are some guys you could add in 10-team leagues. When we come back, we're going to break down the guys you could target in 12- and 14-teamers. We'll update you on our poll. And remember, if you need someone in your league next year, at Roto underscore Frank. <laughs> so stay tuned for more. We'll wrap up the show when we come back. Fantasy Basketball Weekly. Hey, we are the Fantasy Basketball Weekly. Pete Contadori is bringing us back from break. Hey, 
Hey, that's all I've got. That's all I got. Hey, <laughs> so we'll just close it out with that. Hey, B didn't have anything to uh, to add this time. That's a very interesting song to try and sing to. I- I'm a one hit wonder, so that's probably all you're gonna get from me today. Was that one before? I look forward to next week's one hit. You got to think about it all week. You know, I want words written down. Oh. <laughs> I can actually prepare. Okay. No, I like it off the top. Pete Contadori. I'll send it for your rundown. If there's anything that you need to know about Pete, one hit wonder. There you go. Pete, the one hit wonder Contadori. <laughs> Listen to his shows. That sounds so bad. <laughs> just, just hearing it out loud is just, oh, it's sad. You can hear him, Chris. What would Chris's nickname be? Chris the Animal Bavona. <laughs> Pete, what it wonder? Satori, <laughs> animal bone. What have What have we done? You can hear these guys and the producers. Chris, so, uh, sorry, Pete. Tomorrow, can you when you if you introduce Chris at all, can you call him Chris the Animal Bavona? I will, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> and, and my man, Pete, one hit wonder, Casadori. I hope. I hope that uh, Chris is doing it right, because I know he went to a wedding last night, so <laughs> hopefully um, he's alive. Hopefully the animal didn't come out too much. Yeah. So, yeah. So back <laughs> Anything to, else, Mike? Back to Transition fantasy back basketball. to fantasy basketball. <laughs> we, uh, we got guys to add in 12 and 14 team leagues, right, Frank? Well, we already spoke about one of them, uh, Denzel Valentine. Based on the, the Dwayne Wade injury, he should be owned. He should be owned in 12-team leagues. So I had him as a 12-team add here. And then uh, the other guy who had a ton of value earlier in the season, I wrote about him a few times. I've always been a big fan of his, uh, J.J. Barea. Maybe it's because he's like a smaller guy. I could kind of relate to him, and he kind of dominates. Well, dominates for his size in the NBA, at least. Uh, He's finally getting back in the flow of things. Over the past week, we've seen against the Wizards, he had a big game. Only six points scored, but 13 assists. I mean, anytime you could get a player with that kind of assist upside off your waiver wire, I think you have to certainly pay attention to that. And we've seen a trend where Yogi Ferrell is actually kind of coming back down to earth, which sucks because, you know, it is a great story, Yogi Ferrell, you know, coming up from the D-League, getting cut by the Nets, and then latching on with the Mavs. He had a few big games, and they signed him to a contract extension right away. He's kind of coming back down to earth, and uh, J.J. Barea is bouncing back. The game against the 76ers, the the latest game, he had 11 points on 4 of 10 shooting, two three-pointers, and four assists, uh, and that was in a blowout game, too. So I think we could see more of the 20 to 25-minute range here, uh, and, and... could score 10 to 15 points, maybe 6 to 8 assists per game with some 3-point upside as well. I think you're a little bit higher on him than I am. Probably. Before I know in two ga- two previous games before last night, he had 20 total assists in those two, 13 in one game, like you said. Last night was his first time. He scored 11 points last night. It was his first time reaching double digits since he's returned. His minutes have slowly increased, but he's topped out at 20. Like Even last night, he played 17. I think we see him in that range the rest of the year. Like 18 to 20? Yeah. Okay. So for me, I would add him, but I'm adding him as depth. Like, if I need to start this guy, I'm not feeling too good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a in a daily lineup league, uh, you know, he's a guy that you could just plug in on, on certain days and just get a, a decent amount of assists. Assists are so hard to come by uh, this late in the season. Obviously, you know, your Tyler Ulysses are going to be owned ready. And if you lost an Eric Bledsoe, there's no replacing that production because, you know, he does everything across the board. He gives you some points, steals, assists as well. Uh, but if you do need the assists late in the season, I think that J.J. Barea is a guy to target. Frank, before we go to 14-teamers, bad news. Oh, God. The poll results 
52% say no. Really? Yeah, so your idea right now, it's uh, it's close. You got to win the people over. You got to retweet it, be like, hey, vote for this. I'll play in your leagues. Oh, my God. All these kinds of things. So that's what you got to do, man. So we covered, you know, guys, so you could add in 10 team, 12 team. Now for those of you in the deeper leagues, in the 14 team, that if you play in a 14 team league and you got 13 friends... Hit up my man at Roto underscore Frank. Why don't you join anyone's <laughs> league? Why do I have to be the guy? Because I want you. I, I truly want people to be tweeting you. Like, I want you to get a bunch of league invitations, and then watch. Ha- I can just complain about them on air, not having you, rest spots. You just you, you you would end up. You wouldn't do that. You would end up breaking a lot of people's hearts. They'd be like, "Oh, my man Frank Sample is going to play in this league," and then you'd be like, "Nah, I got too many." Yeah, I mean, especially <laughs> when it it happens around the time that. Football does. The heartbreak kid, Frank Stanfield. Ah, ah, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. So we've got three new nicknames already. You're the heartbreak kid. You're Mr. Waiver Wire. Actually, I'm more than that because you're Mr. Waiver Wire. We got Pete, one hit wonder, Considori. Chris, the animal Bavona. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's the best one so far. So anyway, what are you, man? We're like we don't come up with any nicknames for you. Hey, I, I go under the I slide by. Okay, we got Joe's already been the fantasy godfather. He's been fantasy Jesus. I just continue to. I don't need a nickname. I mean, the way that you look right now. How about Mikey the Leprechaun? <laughs> the fantasy. Leprechaun? You have a huge orange beard right now. It's great. St. Patty's Day, man. You had to grow it out. Can we get to some 14-team league ads? All right, please? who's your top 14-team ad? There's three guys I know we want to talk about. Just real quick, I'll read, read them off. Tony, Stel, Tony Snell, uh, Joe Inglis, and Patty Mills. Who is your top ad of those three? Patty Mills, certainly. I think Patty Mills can uh, honestly be lumped in with the 12-team league ads as well, depending on how long Tony Parker is going to be out. We have to pay attention to that. Tony Snell is a guy who, look, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, He's certainly not the sexiest player, and that's certainly certainly with his play uh, and maybe even physical attractiveness, but but, uh, (laughs) he doesn't have a ton of upside. Tony Snell's going to be waiting outside the studio (laughs) for you. Yeah, he is. Uh, He doesn't have a ton of upside, but he's been super consistent right around 10 points every single game, and then we've seen other games where uh, the shot is actually a little bit more on. He scored 19 points a couple... uh, a week ago against the Timberwolves, and he scored 21 a couple of weeks back against the 76ers. So he does have a little bit of upside here. He's going to give you some rebounds, steals. He's had a steal in two, four, six, eight straight games with multiple steals in four out of those games. So you're getting points, you're getting a few rebounds, you're getting some steals, uh, and you're getting three-pointers. I think a lot of people are avoiding him because they've been burned by him in the past, but his role is pretty set with the Milwaukee Bucks. What I like about all three of these guys, they'll all give you close to 30 minutes over the past two weeks. This is... They're all giving you double-digit points, like 10 or 11 points per game. And they're all giving you over two threes per game. So you add that in with the, the handful of rebounds and assists they all get. There's usefulness to these guys. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so hit up, remember to hit up the poll. And if you need someone in your league, at Roto underscore Frank. Yes, for uh, Michael, the fantasy leprechaun, Pete, the one-hit wonder contadori, I am Frank Stample. It's been real. Stay classy, fantasy owners.